You're listening to Running Around Charlotte, presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, the Queen City's premier road race experience. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. Now, here are your hosts for Running Around Charlotte, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper. To be good at anything, including running, requires a lot of training. Training for running, swimming, and cycling all at once. No, it takes an... I didn't write this. An Iron Man or an Iron Woman, as the case may be, and probably the well-organized calendar. I did write that. You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast. I'm your guest host, DC Lucchese, here with Jeff Cooper. What's up? <laughs> Today on the program, we have not just one, but two Iron Man champions and professional triathletes who just so happen to share the same last name. Welcome Kelly and Megan Phil now, pro triathletes, trainers, owners, and managers of Phil Now Coaching. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Hi, good to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having us. And what are we talking about here? Hey, we think a lot, we think a lot of training for three sports all at once has got to be hard work, but y'all actually have done it a bunch and you've had a lot of success in it. And I've done my research, I've done the stalking part on the interwebs. You guys have a heck of an athletic history, but how did you go from playing team sports and playing tennis in school to being triathletes. Yeah, we just grew up playing a bunch of different sports mm -hmm. and just love the camaraderie of we playing basketball and soccer and then we did gymnastics and I don't know, we were always just athletes and mm -hmm. eventually we we actually moved to Hilton Head to train at a tennis academy mm -hmm. and we focused on that in high school and yeah, got to play in college and then after college I had an hour a day in grad school, and so I started running, and I started to just love it, and then I was like, I want to actually compete, and so I started doing marathons, and then I hit my goals in marathons, and I wanted a new challenge, and then I bought a road bike and tried to learn how to swim, and <laughs> that's how I started. Yeah, and I started we played tennis together in college. We were mm -hmm. doubles partners. And then I started running in college as well. And after college, I just started working out with two of my guy friends and we got bored. And one day we were like, we got to do something different because we, they were soccer players and we just missed the competition. So one of the guys was like, let's do a triathlon. I was like, what is a triathlon? And does that mean you have to swim? And I don't know how to swim. <laughs> and so, yeah, we trained for this sprint triathlon mm -hmm. in six weeks and we swim in our apartment complex pool and survived. <laughs> and the rest is history. Learned how to, yeah, swim um, kind of self-taught and mm -hmm. just took it from there. And not just swim, but swim well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's been a process. It's definitely been... I mean, I've been in the sport since 2009 and I actually just tore my ACL meniscus and I've been doing swim workouts for the last like five weeks. And this is the first moment that I've actually hit a breakthrough. And so I don't know if there's something in Malcolm Gladwell's, you know, 10,000 hours with deliberate right, right. focus and, mm -hmm. and, or it's just that singular sport focus now, mm -hmm. but it's been, you know, a literally a 10 year process. And we're used to being coming out of the water behind we were on the yeah. deficit and having yeah. to work ourselves on the bike and then the run right yeah but in, and i don't triathlete i swim like a lead rod but <laughs> 
but rarely does the first person out of the water win that competition. That's true. I mean, it's an that energy management true. thing, right. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it is frustrating when you're not in that lead pack or, you mm-hmm. know, second pack, and then mm-hmm. you have to play so much catch up, but it's also more motivating when you're passing people later in the race, instead of being the one that you're trying to, um, they're trying to catch you. So it definitely <laughs> has its benefits. Yeah. Oh, that is out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, like I said, swim like a lead rod. So never got into that, but I do enjoy the bike. do enjoy the, you know, still run and all that. So, you know, appreciate everything that goes into that. Um, I, but I'm always fascinated by, by people such as yourselves who not just, you know, find the motivation, but also find the time right. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be very efficient with your time too. And I think from a day-to-day basis, I mean, I think it's easy to focus on your strengths. Like we love to run, so it's just easier to run. But, you know, Mm -hmm. swimming is our Achilles heel. And a lot of times people think that they work on their limiters, but they really don't. You put your, you know, heart and soul more into your passion, but you have to, you know, properly balance if you want to, you know, be the best triathlete that you can be for sure. So it's it's finding the time on a day-to-day basis um, with, you know, even doing like the little things right. Like for instance, say, you're, you have a trigger point ball or some kind of you know lacrosse ball and you're brushing your mm-hmm. teeth and you're rolling your feet for two minutes in the evening and at night. Like that's a really amazing way to you know do prehab on a day-to-day basis. So you have to find um, you know little things like that to enable your body to do what do what it's doing because consistency gets you to your you know ultimate goals. And if you're not doing the little things right every day, then you're not going to get to your goals. So we're big proponents of um, you know, not just doing junk mileage, but really knowing that each workout has a purpose, whether or not it's solely for recovery and you're running two and a half minutes per mile slower than your marathon pace, mm-hmm. or, you know, this workout, you're, you're crushing it. And, you know, the workout intensity is, you know, it's a short, sweet workout, but, you know, every second counts. And, you know, we work with our athletes. I mean, some of them are most of them are time crunched. So it's trying to figure out, you know, what, how are you going to be able to get to your goals fastest and most efficiently, you know, and you have to look at every person's lifestyle Mm -hmm. when you're, you know, devising that plan for them and um, make it as efficient as possible. Because if you're providing, if you're giving them something that is not feasible with their life, (laughs) you're not going to do it. (laughs) So you have to work your way around um, figuring like what works with each Mm -hmm. athlete. Now, and clearly you've had success in the, in the like I said, in the, at the collegiate level and, and before and as well as, you know, your own in, in your own athletic space and also as coaches. I know quite a few people have worked with you and have, have seen, you know, incredible successes in their own right. But how did you know, and I'm skipping a little bit ahead here, but how did you know when you said, you know what, we're good at this. I think we can teach it. Yeah. Well, so I was Jinx, always an way. elementary <laughs> school teacher. And mm-hmm. so my passion was always just I loved differentiating instruction mm-hmm. and I loved impacting people's lives and so yeah I guess I came from that teaching background mm-hmm. and just I'm very detail oriented and I'm, I like to plan things and devise you know the lesson plans and then Kelly started Phil No Coaching when she went pro and was just really growing and she was doing a great job and she kept encouraging me to join because the business was really expanding Mm -hmm. and I just was like no way I don't even know if I would be good at this like this seems so intimidating and she just kind of took me under her wing and one summer I started 
going alongside her with some of her clients and I was researching and starting to get certifications and I was like, this sounds awesome and it's just a <laughs> neat way to intertwine my passion. It does sound and, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, just it was just yeah, made my passion into my career, which was fantastic. Yeah, and I would say I literally love what I do every day. There is not one aspect of my job that I don't like, which is not really a normal thing to to say, but I think there's something true, you know, when you can align your passion with, you know, what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, like you feel like you're not working a day in your life. And for me, you know, I when I was I was at Duke for grad school and I thought I was going to be a teacher just because Megan was a teacher. And I was I thought that that was what I was going to do. Just, you know, falling in her in my older sister's by one by minute. One. Oh, you had <laughs> to come out. Yeah. Didn't exactly. <laughs> so I was trying to follow her and then I was like, no, this is not my passion. Like, I, I don't want to be doing this. And um, eventually I was like, I love impacting people's lives and changing them and helping people to believe that anything is mm -hmm. possible and, you know, changing, you know, changing them from the inside out and realize, you know, if you set a goal, then whether or not it's like going from not being able to run, you know, a 5k to being able to run a marathon or, you know, um, setting these like mm -hmm. big audacious goals and getting there like that is infiltrated in every aspect of your life. And I think it just has a domino effect among, amongst the people around you too. And I wanted to be able to wake up every day and like really know that what I'm doing is making an impact. And so for me, it was, it was a very big risk to start a business and, um, but one of my teammates who sadly lost her life, she told me with great risk comes great reward. And so, you know, she taught me that it's like life is short. So just go after your dreams and go after what you, mm -hmm. what, and it, you know, if I fail, like, it's fine, it's fine. I'm sure I would have learned so much from that, but, um, just taking that big step, I think for me was, you know, of course there's, you know, highs and lows in the process, but, um, it, it was worth worth the risk. And we're both very teachable. So we're always learning and trying to find new ways to develop as people and as coaches and as athletes. So I think that's yeah. helpful too in the whole process. Yeah, mm. we're book nerds. I <laughs> <laughs> have read, I, I read once that CEOs read 60 books a year. Yep. So the first year I read 60, then 61, and this year 62 is the goal. <laughs> nice. But it, I feel like you have to learn. Right. You know, you're right. you just, stagnancy is just, ugh, I can't stand stagnancy. Right. Mm -hmm. I just always want to be growing in whatever capacity mm -hmm. um, that is. And I think books can teach you a lot. Yeah. And listening to podcasts that, I mean, there's so sure. much time on a day-to-day -day basis where you can be, you're, you know, you're going from place to place that, you know, you can really be learning and growing even, you know, as a time crunch person. Mm -hmm. so. Right. And we consume, you know, the, we were having this discussion with one of our earlier guests that uh, consuming audio is so much more personal right. than reading. And you, especially if you're listening to somebody else tell that story, it's like if I read and I read plenty of articles or whatever about somebody or something or some whatever, but then having somebody who's been there, seen there, you know, tasted it, whatever, and tells you straight up about it and you're listening, you're like, oh, that's, that's really a very personal story and I'm consuming it and it feels like you're, it's a very intimate so relationship true. with the content. Yeah, so, and, right. and, you know, for somebody who's a draw you a picture learner, you know, Curious George doesn't really go beyond <laughs> a certain level, so I have to consume content in other ways, but, but you touched on something not just about the coachability thing, which I know we have 
you know, kids who are athletes now and all that. And that's one of the things I don't care how good he or she is. If they're coachable, that makes all the difference. That, so yeah, that beats out natural talent all the time. Now, when did you as young people realize that, you know, we have beyond just natural talent. We also have the capacity to be coached and go beyond just what our God-given gifts are. When did you kind of go, oh, hey, or did somebody else tip y'all off to that and said, hey, y'all got a chance to be really good? That's a great question. I feel like, um, you know, growing up, we did, as Megan said earlier, every sport imaginable. And our coaches were, you know, always, I mean, they kept us humble for sure. So, <laughs> so I think that was a huge part of the process of, you know, just humility is huge. And mm -hmm. so I, we never got over our heads and it was almost like, I feel like just staying kind of where you are and not getting too excited about your successes too. I mean, we're both very performance driven and, you know, we want to achieve and everything. I mean, for us, like our whole life was just like performing, like we're, we want to get scholarships to college. We want to, you know, um, you know, get to the next level with triathlon, turn pro, whatever that may be. But at the same time, like after Megan won her first Ironman this year, it's like she won her Ironman and then nothing changes in her life. Like she's just put everything into this race, but you know, she's the same person after she, you know, becomes an Ironman champion. So I think, you know, we do have like that perspective. So it just doesn't define us. So I guess, yeah, I think it's just having a proper perspective. It keeps everything in proper alignment. Yeah. And so I think, that helps us keep fighting because I feel like a lot of times when you're, you know, just, you know, someone tells you you have all this talent, then it, it inhibits hard work too, because you're just, you know, you're quote talented. And then sometimes the drive isn't there. So if you keep achieving and you keep reaching higher and everything without um, thinking that the talent is taking you there, then there's always more that you can do to get to that next level. I mean, think about Kobe Bryant, like he would be up at 4am doing a workout before, you know, practice every, every day from four to six. So think about how much, uh, how much he accumulated as far as where he was not anything like the most talented athlete out there, but he worked harder than everyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those small steps led to, of consistency led to fabulous things. Um, so I think, I think we've been blessed with yeah. athleticism and everything, but really it's our day-to-day -day kind of grit and focusing on the process. And so many times, like I, I fail all my work, <laughs> a lot of my workouts and I, there's no way I, I feel like sometimes I can hit my mm -hmm. paces that I'm striving to hit, but then something happens race day where it just, you're well rested mm -hmm. and your mind is in the right place. And it's just like, I kind of get in the zone and then somehow I'm able to do it. And I don't know. So I just think we know how to compete as well. And we don't give up. We like stay relentless out there. And when things happen during the day, which they are bound to during an Ironman, it's sure. a long day. Yeah. We just know how to, sometimes you have to focus on like, this is just, just take one stroke, one pedal, one stride at a time. And stay in the moment but then other times if things go wrong you just have to focus on the big picture and just realize this is just one moment so we don't let things that happen during the day like distract us from the ultimate goal so i think we just have found a way to just be steady yeah and, and a lot of it does come from that mind so it's you, you can have physical talent all day but if you don't have that mental you know capacity to and you know endure when things get tough then it's, it's, you're not going to ever get there. I mean, we, when we played softball growing up, 
the shortstop on our team was insane. She was so talented, but anytime she would make a mistake, you know, that would be the end. And I mean, even just that example growing up, it's like, no, like you can have all this talent, but there's got to be more there. You have to keep fighting. Yeah. So you got to keep fighting and, you know, be gritty and, you know, use people around you to, to keep you positive, but keep you focused, but keep the head right too. Mm -hmm. And where do you think like the internal focus and like that internal drive comes from? Like if you're an athlete and you are that girl who, you know, you're super talented, but like you throw the wrong ball one time and it's like over, where do you think like people get that from? Do you look to outside like the competition with each other or like other people or is it just like all you focused on you? Yeah, I think we grew up like so competitive with each other. With like each other. <laughs> <laughs> just being yeah. twins, like well, everyone course. would always <laughs> compare us and just like who's smarter, who's better at tennis, like who gets all the guys or whatever, you know? And it was just like constant comparisons. And for me, it was hard because I'm, I'm Megan and I felt always under the, like the shadow of Kelly's, you know, but then eventually just like learning, you know, we just have to embrace like who we are and not compare and not. And I guess I just, for me, it's like, I've, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, we're both. Yeah. So I think it all started with just, honestly like wanting to one up each other you know like when yeah. we were growing up it that was like, never happened yeah exactly. that's crazy but i think that gave us such you know that that raw hard work ethic because she mm -hmm. was out if she was out doing sprints on the tennis court like you better believe that i was out there doing sprints so and not only that like i did one more oh exactly. yeah so she was and and we played like i always had to win that last point and it drove her nuts but it was like she made me better because you know, she, when she was working hard, I was working just as hard. And so I think that started the process, but then it transformed into more of an internal motivation. Um, and we don't do it for yeah. like external accolades. Yeah. Like that's not, not where our fight is. And just, I feel like we've, you know, been given this talent by God and we just want to use it to the best of our ability and just, that's, yeah, and just get yeah. everything out of what what we've been given. Because I feel like if I don't get to that point where I'm like wasting, I'm wasting, you know, my life, wasting my talent. And so I feel like I'm, you know, even as far as triathlon, like I want to retire when I feel like I'm at my um, absolute best. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not necessarily where I'm finishing in a race, but it's like, did I, I mean, the races that maybe I finished fourth, okay, but... I felt like I left something out there. Like that is depressing. Oh, that is the worst. It is the worst. Yeah. And so like, exactly. Cause you know, like you had something else in you, you know, and I mean, there's been triathlons, 70.3 miles where I've lost by three seconds. And you know, then you, you're thinking about, and then you're like, fine, two minutes later. And it's like, well, where, what else right. did I have to give? And so, you know, I, I want to make sure, you know, with everything that I do that you're out there, you know, doing to the best of your ability and you're reaching that max potential, whatever that is. And that's an internal drive because I mean, the, po like even, you know, as y'all, you know, being athletes, like you understand, you probably don't really remember your results and, you know, from your sport days as much as like, you know, the other thing, the other stuff that that brings, like, you know, how much strength that you get from the process. So I think it's that process that, you know, keeps us hungry because we want to, you know, maximize that. 
That's true. Though. Like you said, where did I leave that two seconds? Yeah. Oh, Come on. Like, How did I? Oh. <laughs> Leaving something on the table is the worst. It is the worst. <laughs> that is the absolute yeah. worst. Now, getting back to school, you guys were at Davidson together. So you'd obviously you'd gone to high school together. But what was it like to play collegiately together? And did you ever go, oh, my gosh, my teammate is the worst? <laughs> yes. Okay. So. I was like, I'm going to Davidson. This feels like home to me. And I wanted to go separate because I wanted my own identity. And Kelly was like, oh, my gosh, I want to go to Davidson. Davidson is awesome. Exactly. And, of course, she got what she wanted. But I wouldn't trade it at all. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And we just helped each oh, other. Some of those college. moments on the tennis court she would trade because I was oh, so competitive. Yes. I'm not kidding. Like <laughs> the matches we would lose, it was because we were mad at each other. Like she wanted to win so badly to the point that sometimes I would just want to tank. Because I'm like, seriously, Kelly? So we were a little oh, immature in college with our relationship on the tennis court. But overall, I mean, it, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, overall yeah. it was good. We couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah. doing college without each other, you know, especially having each other's teammates and yeah. doubles partners. Like, you're just so in sync being a twin. Like, you know exactly where the other one's going to be. It's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. We kind of had a slight advantage over our opponents because we knew <laughs> each other so well. Yeah. Fair point. And you're, you were close enough for your folks to be able to see you, too. Yes. Right? So. Yeah. They were, came to most of our matches. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> That's got to be pretty awesome. It was yeah. cool. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, we follow each other on the socials and all that stuff. And I love seeing, you know, pictures of you with your folks and all that stuff. I think that's so cool. And, that, oh, and you know, yeah. my, I don't live in near anywhere near my brothers or my oh. folks. So, you know, you know, so I have family here with Jeff. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you see how well we get along exactly. you know, in our work thing. Like so it's great. It's crazy. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, it's, it's, I'm the one with the beard. He's the one with the great hair. So it's like, that, that's how you can tell us apart. So I was like, that's how people can tell us apart. Um, yep. ex exactly. And neither one of us are gluten-free. So, so there's that. Neither. <laughs> All the bread. Yep. She makes bread literally every other day now. Sourdough. See, I like gluten. Everybody's going to I need gluten in my thing. I need gluten too. too. No. Or like all the pancakes, you know. Well, the like I said, you should have been here earlier. I'm just saying. We miss out. Yes, exactly. Timing is everything, right? Timing is everything. Now, and I'm and I'm sure you get asked this all the time. Uh, and you mentioned to it a little bit earlier. You know, the, the, what you do doesn't necessarily define you. Yeah. And I'm certain there's a legacy you're leaving behind with all the people you've touched. And it's different for everyone, I'm sure. But what do you do when you're not doing you? When you're not doing your thing. What do you do? What are our passions outside? Well, no, gangs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we may not even be a passion. It's like I just something I do. It's I like you know. bakes, I just started baking sourdough bread. If you should Google wow. how hard the process is, I'm not even kidding. It takes days. Like you have to make a starter, okay, for the live yeast, and that's literally just bread or sorry, flour and water, and then you have to feed it every couple hours and then and this is the opposite of her because I'm the one that's like into the small details and like I follow directions I'm like what is going on so then once you make the start and your starter's ready it has to it has to be very specific timing for it and then um, you start making the bread but the the bread making process is you know literally days right so right. it's been that's been my new little thing that I've been doing 
Um, since we like my, to spend time well. with our family a lot. Our <laughs> brother has four kids, and so we have a nephew and three nieces. So Holy we love doing that. Wow. Yeah, All under nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we love going on trips. We, we like to friends. travel, and yeah. yeah, I mean, we're not too exciting, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had me and Jeff at the whole bread thing. Exactly. <laughs> Everything else was just like blah blah blah. Yeah, bread. We'll be there. Exactly. <laughs> When's this bread thing happening? Like, well, you know, it's like you know, if if you like to eat and if you like to be cognizant of what you're putting in your body, it only makes sense that you'd learn how to make it. Right. Yeah. Right? So it's right. like, mm. yeah, it's so much healthier. I mean, mm-hmm. it's literally flour, water, and salt. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Can't get much healthier. Until or you put a pound of butter on it. Yeah. <laughs> <Wait a laughs> Double the gluten. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite kind of bread. My favorite kind of bread. All right. Now, and now getting back to getting back to you guys again. Um, we've gone from, you know, being athletes and, and currently being athletes to, you know, figuratively passing that torch to the next, you know, set of athletes coming through. Where do you see or what do you see? Uh, yourselves doing after that? Do you see yourselves doing things together forever? I mean, are you going to open a uh, sourdough bread bakery? Is that in the cards? Or are you going to tell you what? You got to perfect this first. Well, okay, well, go hey, to uh, France. You want to go to France with me? You can learn from the best. Well, there you go. Hey, you can go down there uh, Johnson and Wales. They have a heck of yeah. a baking program down yeah. there. So I am. So I hear. You could do it there. Yeah. you. I never, I mean, who knows? Because I always like new challenges mm-hmm. and doing new things for sure. Yeah. Um, I can see us definitely getting more into corporate world um, from the corporate wellness world. Where mm-hmm. We actually work with one of our sponsors is Keffer Auto Group, and he's sponsoring the Rocktoberfest, right, which right. is a five mm-hmm. mile and 13.1 mile race in October. So we really want to... Um, and get the employees active and there's a lot of dealerships around and it's a very high stressful job where you know they're always on trying to make you know all those sales that it's super easy to just get fast food all the time and sure. literally you have zero time for exercise so trying to create healthy habits for them and i think a good way um you know there a lot of them are in the sales w- world so they are competitive so developing some kind of health challenge and corporate challenge between the different dealerships to get them you know running and or walking just walking the five mile race i, I think that would be a fabulous thing so i can see um for sure going into you know yes right now most of the, our business is focused on triathlon and runners but um i think there's a big need out there for um that lifestyle and that lifestyle world too. So that's definitely where um, I'm passionate with helping that group too. And I would love to be a mom and a wife one day. <laughs> yeah. Hanging around those four nieces and nephews isn't enough to turn you off. You're probably, you're probably cut out for it. I can bring you over to my house and you can have some of our college bills and you can go like, oh, I changed my mind completely. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Now I have one more question for you and one more question for you. Who knows what tech Jeff's going to ask you about. All right. What's the one thing you learned about your sister? It's the same question, by the way. Thanks for the heads up. I know, right? I'll let you go first since you commented. Oh, you see what I just did there? I'm the oldest, so give me some of that. Yeah. What's the thing you've learned about your sister over the years that you're like, you know what? You would not believe this, but here's what I've learned over all these years. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um... Man, way to put me on the spot. Like, I'll go. Okay, you oh, go. Oh, you wow. exactly. Jeff, just so you know, I would never do that for you. <laughs> so, I appreciate it. You're welcome. So for me, just going seeing Kelly go through the process of the process of the ACL injury 
and just, I mean, she was out cheering for our athletes and so she was literally on just like this cruiser bike and just crashed on railroad tracks. It was just kind of a freak accident. And just, I mean, for someone who her whole life, she's a pro triathlete and, you know, movement is part of her day. Going from that to like absolutely nothing. I thought she would be like depressed and down and like, why did this happen to me? But she just like has done such a beautiful job with handling this obstacle. And I'm just so impressed with just her positivity and just like taking it one day at a time, not focusing on the things she missed or not looking too far ahead of, well, I might not be able to do this. And just like, this is what's happening. Let me embrace it and let me learn, you know, and like what she was saying earlier, how she's improved her swim and just like seeing the positive amongst like the hard times and everything. So I've just like, I've just admired how she's handled it with grace and it's just been yeah, really neat to see. Why, thank well, you. Not Megan. only did you get to go second, but you have a heck of an act to follow. So. Good luck. Exactly. Good luck is right. Well, one thing that I would like you to know is she would be an excellent wife. There we go. There we go, right there. Single lady. Um, she keeps me in line. She definitely oh. keeps me in line because sometimes our gas bill would be like off the roof because I, I leave the... Um, the stovetop on not or not even kidding it's on horrible. that one. So I seriously Yikes. think I would like blow the house down if she was not there. Like oh, she dear. takes care of me and these little things. Like what would I do without her? You know, maybe Clearly. I don't, maybe I don't want her to have a husband because right. she needs right. to take, me, take care of me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, she's just got, got everything. She's very put together. <laughs> there you go. Well done. Well done. Jeff. Um, let me think. Do I have anything? Well, while Jeff is ruminating. Well, I, I'll think on it. Let, let, us know, let us know where, how can we reach you if we would like to be trained up by arguably some of the best in the biz? How can we find you? Philnocoaching.com. And then you can just contact via the website. That's probably the go. easiest way. And we're all yeah. on the socials. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> totally on the socials as well. Good. Well, Jeff, if you have, if, if, if I've exhausted you from this, you know, okay. So I do have a question, even though it doesn't define you and it is not the most important thing. Can you just give us like a quick, cool things you've won or races you've done or like anything fun that you want to tell us? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I'll you go, first. go first. I think the coolest thing was, um, Softball. We from age nine to thirteen, we never lost one single tournament. Dang. Wow. So we came, you know, through some backdraws and ended up winning, but it was insane to never lose lose a tournament. And then I would say as a triathlete, when I hit an American amateur record when I was in Austria, that was a pretty cool moment. Mm -hmm. And then um I went to Kona the world championships and podium was fifth and then third there um two years and then i haven't gotten higher than third place in an ironman and a 70.3 as a pro yet um so that's i would say from a um, triathlon standpoint and then and to keep, megan to make sure the record is straight i am not a professional triathlete lots of people get that confused but i just want to keep that straight i am an amateur but my best 
finishes actually were, I finished third at the Ironman World Championships for mm-hmm. my age group in 2018. 2018. And then I'm a two-time 70.3 champion, and I am an Ironman champion. So, And she's also the duathlon athlete of the year. So that was pretty cool. Duathlon is bike, run, Oh, sorry. Run, bike, <laughs> run, run, bike, run. Easy for you to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and um, she's actually the U.S. Yeah, do athlete of the year, which is pretty cool as well. So, yeah, she. I think she won every – I can't even keep up with all her wins. It's kind of insane. And she's so. single. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll keep your house from burning down. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just yeah won't go with that. Priorities. Yeah, go with that knowledge. <laughs> Safety first. So. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, it has really been a treat. We have loved having you on the show. Megan Kelly Filno. You can find him at philnocoaching.com. And, well, heck, you can find him in any any race that's got anything to do about anything. <laughs> you can probably find these ladies there. So, again, thank you for being on the Running Around Charlotte podcast. I'm DC. That's Jeff. Thank you again. Awesome. Thank you guys, guys so much for having us. Yeah. It was fun. Thank you. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration for the November 16th Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, Half Marathon, Relay, 5K, and One Mile events is available now at runcharlotte.com. Running Around Charlotte with your host, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper, is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. Listen for new episodes of Running Around Charlotte released every week.